0: is a thirst trapper a red flag now if you don't know what a thirst trapper is we'll get into it i'm just pumped to go through this episode with you guys we're actually going to go there talk about it and this is listen if you're on instagram or any kind of social media like there is an element of this that is just pertinent for all guys like you will see stuff that makes you question and makes you pause and your eyes will linger and we need to be really conscious of this. So I'm super excited to talk about it. What's up, fam? This is JJ with the mini Mansode Fridays. Let's go. Today we have a fun one. I think, you know, there's like a surface level argument to this question. And then we go a little bit deeper talking about what is modesty? What does that actually look like? So I'm so pumped. Today, my question for you guys is she's a thirst trapper, okay? Is a thirst trapper a red flag? Now, if you don't know what a thirst trapper is, we'll get into it and it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm just pumped to go through this episode with you guys. We're actually going to go there talk about it. And this is, listen, if you're on Instagram or any kind of social media, like there is an element of this that is just pertinent for all guys. Like it is pertinent and it doesn't matter if you're in a Christian community or secular community, like you will see stuff that makes you question and makes you pause and your eyes will linger and we need to be really conscious of this so i'm super excited to talk about it just so you guys know patreon we are slowly rising and climbing i would just ask you guys if these episodes help you in any way and i'm talking to you yes you listening. I think a lot of times when I'm asked about this stuff, I'm like, all right, somebody else has it. Now I'm talking to you. If you feel like Heart of Dating is a ministry and a podcast that you want to partner with and you want to support us, the Patreon goes a long way. Okay. And what I'm loving in my life lately, I am actually going to shout out my Stanley mug. It's been about a year since I've had this thing. And I'll be honest, I made fun of my wife so much, and for all these girls running around, and by the way, they're like, it's not like, do you want to see my Stanley? It's, hey, you want to see my Stanley collection? Or they have these like, Ottawa, they have like all these offshoots now. It's like that scene from Surf's Up, he's like, these are my ladies, this is Jill, this is my lady, Amy, little Susie, Brianna it's so funny and they literally have like uh, a stanley for like their gym they have a stanley for airplanes they have another stanley for when they get off the airplane and they're uh you know waiting a baggage claim they have another stanley that's uh for summer and then they have a more of a fall festive. it's so funny so if you ever want to ask a girl uh about her interests and what she has ask her about a stanley's but i will say after making fun of them i have one and I love it. Like, I do feel very feminine when I drink out of the straw at the gym. That's my only complaint. It's it's just hard to be masculine. It's hard to feel, you know, big and macho when I have to use a straw. And, like, I'm kind of playing with the straw at the gym after doing a set of squats or deadlifts. So, that's my only thing. But besides that, I love my Stanley. It, it is, like, bulletproof. And I also have a theory on this, okay? It's called Big Cup Water Theory. And what it is, it's pretty simple is water tastes better out of a big cup. It just does. I don't know how to explain it. Water out of a the bigger cup I can find, the better it tastes. And that's it. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That's my whole episode today. Thank you. We're wrapping it up. No. Okay, so today's episode, let's go. So some of you guys know. If not, well, I'm just just not sure how you don't know, but it's, you know, what is a thirst trap? You know, is a thirst trap a red flag? And if you're sitting here asking me what a thirst trap is, well, I think we all know what it is, but if not, it's, it's a social media post that the whole point of it is to entice, elicit, and excite a sexual reaction from the viewer. The whole point of a thirst trap, the only objective is to elicit a sexual response. And what's funny about that is, you know, the thirst is referring to the audience's like sexual thirst. Like they have this insatiable, dry and desperate thirst uh, for something, which is their sexual appetite. You know, like really, it should just be called from a a spiritual perspective. And what they kind of just described, and I pulled that definition from, I think, like Wikipedia, they just kind of describe like a lust trap. You know, it's an insatiable, unsatisfiable thirsty desire we have in our our incarnate flesh. And it's just a lust trap point blank. Now we'll dive into two things. Number one, we'll dive into like the person who is posting this kind of thirst trap. Okay. Like if it's a flat out, you know, I'll just go ahead and be blunt. If it's like a flat out PG-13 rated R, like it belongs in the SI swimsuit or a Playboy magazine, like at that point, like this is not even a question. Like it's pretty clear that this is not a person that you should be pursuing for a multitude of reasons. And we'll talk about it. But more importantly, and I even found this in, in my Christian community, like scrolling through and all of a sudden, wham, there's a girl on a spring break vacation. She went to Hawaii, something happened. She's decided for whatever reason that she's going to show off her new gym gains or her dieting, and and she's just revealing everything. You know, She's in a shrink-tea bikini, and everything is out there. And my question, and I have a lot of them for you, is is how do we respond to that as men, especially in a dating circumstance? And we'll go into that because I think what they post quite literally – says volumes about who they are and how they operate and their belief system, okay? And we'll go into modesty and we'll go into lust. uh, But I think more importantly, when we talk about something like a thirst trap, it kind of automatically infers this idea that we encounter thirst traps in our Twitters, our Facebook, our Instagrams every single day. Like the reality of pornography or soft pornography and what I would say, you know, these thirst traps is You you don't even have to be following these accounts to see something that's provocative. Like the algorithm picks up things that are sticky. What do you think is the stickiest content of all content in social media universe? Well, it's pornography and suggestive content and provocative stuff that reveals and sexually excites and elicits reaction. That is statistically gonna be your most sticky content. So it's gonna be served up whether you like it or not. And so as men, we have a response that it elicits that we get to choose. And specifically, if it's someone you know and they post something that's extremely provocative and goes there, like we really, as men, have a choice You know, to evaluate, not judge, but evaluate and respond as we move forward. Now, if you guys are sitting here and you're like, oh gosh, they're about to go into modesty and lust, and I had a a rough past with purity culture, especially as a female listening, we have a great episode. It's called Hot Take, Our View on Modesty and Lust. It's in season 10 from the spring. That's actually probably one of the best episodes we've ever done. Cause I personally love taking in topic like modesty and lust that has just been taught so awfully, you know, for 10 to 20 years. And going back to the Bible and saying, okay, if we started with a blank slate here and really reevaluated what the Bible says, what would it say? And the reality of something like lust, I like talking about lust because I think we all kind of have like a loose image of what it is. And so I always love to clarify, you know, seeing someone and recognizing that they're beautiful or attractive is not the same thing as lusting. Okay. Like noticing that a person or an object is objectively beautiful. That's a beautiful flower right there. What a gorgeous sunset. That is a beautiful lady or guy right there. That's not lusting. Okay. There's a huge difference. I didn't just lust after that mountain. When it becomes lust in my opinion, is when that person or thing made in God's image or God's creation no longer exists as a person or a thing, but they become an object to fulfill a desire in your mind, meaning they're no longer a person. They're no longer a thing, but they are a means to an end to fulfill your fantasy. Their existence now serves you in a sexual capacity. That's what I think it means to lust, which is a super expansive definition and can happen instantly. It really can happen if you are not guarding your eyes, your mind, your heart. If you're not sober, it it is like you can get, I think this is where the enemy works and promptings in our minds. You could just be sitting there and all of a sudden you're fantasizing and thinking about a girl that you made out with three years ago or had a sexual past with 10 years ago. Like, these things and these memories are stored in our mind, and they can be weaponized against us at any point. I, I just think, as, especially as a human man, you are always susceptible. One of the biggest traps we could ever believe is, no, I've beat that. No, I've conquered that. No, that's in my past. No, I don't have to be careful with it. I can trust myself. I can go into the situation and not think about it, okay? There's a degree of confidence that we can walk in, but it also means, you know, there's a reason why we're not going into a strip club to go evangelize, okay? So here's what I'll say. That's a great take on lust, modesty and lust. Go check out that episode for the thirst trap and the person posting it. If you are talking to someone, you want to talk to someone, you have a crush on somebody and you go to their Instagram page, that's probably the most easy one to talk about is you go and they have like very clear pictures that are doing nothing except flaunting, showing off, suggesting And have one thing, which is to sexually connect and communicate and put their whatever out for everyone to view. And I would just say, like, as a guy who's evaluating someone who has a thirst trap of any kind of sort, it is a massive red flag. And for me up front, I would say it's it is very quickly almost a deal breaker. Like I want to say it's a deal breaker, just depending on the, honestly, the severity of what's going on here, but it's immediately a red flag. It calls a ton of questions in the hand. Why? Because right off the bat, like, I know that what she is revealing physically is revealing all I need to know about where she's at emotionally and spiritually, like what she is putting out there physically, and just a picture, reveals everything I need to know about where she's at emotionally and physically. And by the way, if you're a girl listening to this, this goes vice versa. Like it does, guys can post their traps. This is a gender-neutral issue, but this is a man soda. Okay, so, but ironically, you know how they say a, a picture is worth a thousand words. <laughs> Well, I would say this thirst trap is worth a thousand words as well. Like for me, what it screams is that her maturity and worth is built on a, just a quicksand of validation and men and women's opinion of her, like her value. And this is where there's like, there is genuinely nothing but empathy, but her value is dictated and defined by others' opinion of her body and her looks. Her worth is very clearly defined by others' opinion on her body and her curves and her looks. Her identity is defined by this. Essentially, you can say a large part of her world, her identity, her ego, who she is, is defined by this physical sexual expression and other people's opinion of her and i'm just gonna be honest man i i just think that if that's where she's at there's nothing but grace and love for her but she is very clearly on her journey and has a lot of growing and maturing to do there's got to be a lot of healing there is a long way to go as far as a person that you want to be equally yoked with and married to and be with because she might claim to know God. She might claim to be spiritual. She might claim to have a relationship with Jesus, but we'll talk about uh, what the modest heart looks like and why there's an incongruence with her portrayal and expression of that and what's going down inside of her heart. And like, if you want to talk to me, okay, but she's a swimsuit model. Like, we can have that conversation, but as far as I'm concerned, that's point oh 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 one of the conversation. So, I'm going to talk about the biased majority that's applicable to all of us. Now, but here's a good question, and I would, this is very challenging. Okay, she's not posting bikini thirst traps for everyone, but she is posting a photo or photos that are crop tops or are very, very tight fitting pants. like You can see all the curves of her body. Um, There are photos that are more suggestive than not. I mean, the reality is that, look at your Instagram, look at mine, (laughs) look at everyone's Instagram. If you have a photo and you look better in it, and this photo, and you don't look as good in this photo, (laughs) which one are you gonna post? (laughs) You're gonna post the best one. If you're making a dating app, okay, Which photos are you going to post of yourself? The ones where you're seemingly most attractive. Now, I think there's a difference there between posting an attractive photo of yourself and then posting a photo that is attractive and suggestive, right? Like there is two or three like hints, peaks, things in that photo that are doing nothing except showing off and two are absolutely provocative and suggestive. Now, You know, as a guy, for example, like we, like I have muscle and I like working out and I like having big arms, like strong arms. Like that for me is something I really enjoy. Now for me, if I post a photo, I'm like, I'm maybe double or triple checking. Right. And more importantly, I'm not posting egregious photos of my arms. Like there's only one person I would love to enjoy my arms and compliment them. And that's my wife. And before that, I think, especially as a guy, it feels good to have other guys dab you up and, you know, admire or whatever it is. But there's not, and there was not an inkling of desire for that photo of me and my arms looking nice to go out there and elicit a response. Now, that being said, though, that photo very well might elicit a response. And if there's, you know, something I can do to mitigate that, I honestly would want to do that. Like I just genuinely would in the sense of, you know, what's more important, me feeling good about my arms and having the whole world, you know, be able to see that or, you know, mitigating just that issue for someone. And so there's a great (laughs) idea here called modesty that we have to introduce, we don't have a choice but to talk about modesty because the question is, well, how much is too much? How, how far is too far? How much skin can I show or not? How much muscle can I flex or not? And the reality of, of modesty is that, and I love this topic, is Scripture does a wonderful job of, of painting us a wonderful picture, which is the best teaching of modesty is humility, which we'll go to 1 Peter 3, 3-4 which is do not let your adorning be external and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear. But let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. Now, there is an element for guys and for girls where this external adornment refers to the social or financial immodesty, the boasting of. I think this like pertains to your body, I think it pertains to the clothes you wear, the brands you wear being flashy, you know, the jewelry, the watch you wear. Peter says you can't not do this, like he's saying don't do this. The verse is not translated to don't wear clothes that are adorning and uh, external, right? He says you can do this, but more importantly, he directs the focus and the object of specifically these women, but this is gender neutral, of don't hyper-focus on what's fashionable. Instead, focus on what is the hidden person of your heart. You know, there are clothes in scriptures throughout the Bible of women and men wearing beautiful, luxurious, wealthy clothing. It's okay to be wealthy, but modesty is an internal posture, not an external position and flashing and presentation. Modesty is an internal heart posture. And the external what you wear, how you present how you project yourself, your brand is an overflow of the heart. And that overflow of the heart, I think, is where your maturity, your identity and your wisdom shines through as in a girl And the overflow of her heart or incomplete, insecure, invalidated, unvaluable, and worthy heart is overflowing with those very attitudes plus total lack of maturity, total lack of identity, total lack of wisdom, and propels her to a point where she feels like she has no other choice but to put out this thirst trap. Why? Because she genuinely does need validation she needs something to compensate her self-worth she needs something to tell her insecurity that she is secure that she is enough that she is valuable and that for me brings nothing but compassion because there's something so much greater available for her in that situation so when women or men you know the teaching here is super clear Hey, dress wisely, not necessarily out of a, vo- not necessarily like your chief and primary motivation is I need to mitigate lust for my fellow brother. I need to mitigate lust for my fellow woman. Like, no, we're, we're being motivated by something so much greater, a Holy Spirit that lives within us, that motivates us to dress in a way that we profess godliness. Like, I don't have to speak a word and I walk into a room and there's nothing about what I'm wearing what I'm doing, what I'm saying that is pointing to anything other than God. How can I dress in a way? How can I post pictures online on my Instagram that the primary motivation, no coattails, no side minor, the primary character, the primary person, the primary thing I want to glorify is God? And if that's the case, well, that makes me revisit everything. You know, I'm not just posting for a validation of my arms she's not posting for the validation sexually. Hey, my chief desire here is to glorify God, even in this post, even by what I'm wearing, even by what I'm calling into question. You know, I work in ministry. I just don't think it's wise for one, me to spend, you know, what money I do have on a $5,000 Rolex. And more importantly, even if I was gifted that Rolex, I can wear it. But again, if it's going to be a distraction, I want to glorify God first and foremost, and I want nothing to get in the way of that. Even the clothes and w- jewelry I wear, especially exorbitant, you know, brands. You know, like it's just there's no need for me to have a Gucci backpack. There's no need for me to have a Louis Vuitton, you know, top. Like you can wear those things, it's okay. But I would much rather err on the side of what is going to be most clear to glorify God. And if this gets in the way of that, then I don't want it. I don't. And this is where men and women are responsible to God first in themselves and dressing in a way that is responsible, humble, considerate of others, but most of all, considerate of God first. And number two, as men, you know, my only note that I'll just close on when it comes to thirst traps, because here's the reality, whether you like it or not, they're going to pop up in your feed. They're going to pop up in your Instagram algorithm. They're going to be there on TikTok. They're going to be there on Twitter. It just like there's these combined feeds now where it's like, I don't care who you follow. If this is sticky, I'm going to serve up this content. Especially if you linger on this video of a, of a girl dancing or whatever it might be, if you linger on it, I'm going to keep serving that. If you click on that from the explore page, I'm going to keep serving that because I know you do like it because you clicked it. When it comes to this though, um, wherever I go in the world, you know, I, we've talked about stuff discipline we've talked about sticky eyes as men but here's the reality it's not good enough to just be disciplined or you know like it's not because we can be really good at averting our eyes we can be really good at unfollowing I would say by the way like I will operate on a one strike policy if a girl if my, if my awesome friend my friend's wife I don't care I don't care who it is if they post something that's suggestive or provocative, that is not going to set me up to advance my relationship with God. I unfollow. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it. That's a great wise thing I can do to avert further temptation down the line. Again, like why would I lay out landmines all throughout my path? Like it's just not wise. (laughs) It's not wise. But there is and there is wisdom though in in reducing the temptation in our life. Like that's a very wise thing. But the avoidance of sin is not conquering sin. The root of conquering sin is delighting in God and in his truth. Which if this person, no matter how provocative their dress, no matter what they're wearing or lack of wearing, this woman is made in God's image. And as someone made in God's image, I choose to celebrate and honor God's creation and respect it as such that I had no desire to reduce them to an image or sexual object for my selfish, sinful satisfaction. And I want to delight in God so much. I want to have his Holy Spirit so enrich and nourish and fellowship and deep it within me that when I look at her, I cannot see a provocative, suggestive woman, but I could see someone created in God's image who's hurt, who's dying for affirmation, who I have no idea how she got into that situation, but I hurt for her. And in the same sense of if this was a family member, right? Like, or someone who I knew, and it's not a, question or whether or not this is sexual provocative. This is something so much greater or serious, right? So that do you see how that is so different from like gonna beat myself up, gonna be really, really disciplined, gonna have really, really sharp eyes, gonna eliminate all sexual temptation. No. The temptation's always gonna be there, whether you like it or not. And we can reduce it. We have a part in that. But no, this this woman was made in God's image. And I just I have too much respect and admiration for God's creation. I I want to see people through God's eyes, through God's compassion, through his heart. I want Holy Spirit to enable me to pray for her, to love her from afar, to really have a broken heart for wherever she might be. So that for me is something that's new, that's different, that I think anytime we can return to how God my view or God's truth about them or God's celebration of them as someone made in his image. Like that for me is sustainable. It glorifies God and it is the truth of who they are and who we are in Christ. Now, practically, you know, I talked about this one strike policy. I would just say, listen, like, I don't care if it's from a meme page. I don't care from it's like, it's from a friend, a newsfeed. I don't care how much you enjoy that page. I just cannot, emphasize this enough, if they are putting out content that is going to tempt you, maybe not today, but might have tempted you in the past, might tempt you in the future, it's not worth it. It's not wise. And two, I would just say, whenever you do see these thirst traps, practically speaking, pray. Pray to God for a multitude of things. One, acknowledge that God, would you just renew my spirit, my mind, would you illuminate the root of this sexual thought or temptation? Where have I been uh, emotionally disconnected and spiritually unplugged from you, God? Am I am I trying to, you know, distract myself right now? Am I really angry? Am I frustrated? What's going on in my soul that this temptation is more sticky or more, you know, tempting than usual? What's going on? And number 2, God, would you just renew my mind and my spirit in you would i view these situations as opportunities to depend on you where i'm weak and more importantly would this be an opportunity to validate you and god's image place on these men and women all throughout the world who hold your image and would i respect that as such so that's my episode on the thirst trapper like, I hope it's, uh you know, not as just simple and boring as she posting thirst traps, run away. I think there's a lot more at stake there. And I hope this episode was good for you guys because this is a very real and pertinent problem. I love you guys. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. And thank you for tuning in to the mini Man Soap Fridays. Let's go.